It's a low-key video game podcast. My name is Brendan Bigley. I'm Stephen Hilger. Uh, Brendan, <laughs> you're already. <laughs> this is the this is the giddiest we've ever been. I don't know why. We've literally just done like eight episodes about all my favorite games ever, but this one I feel like we're most excited for for a number of reasons. Uh-huh. Uh, Brendan, you have journeyed back into the world of Minecraft, mm-hmm. um, a yes. game that I have very little experience with, but I'm very excited to talk about for a number of reasons. Yeah. I heard about this cool game that all the kids were playing. You know, it's, it's blowing up. <laughs> it's the biggest game in the collective consciousness of 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 the United States and the world at large. And you decide, I gotta check this thing out while it's hot. You know? <laughs> it is so funny that like I what I guess Fortnite is like the new Minecraft in a weird way, right? I always I always saw Fortnite as kind of like a weird lightning bolt of every current trend, you know. Like, like I said before, it's sort of like it has the kind of crafting survival aspect. It has the battle royale. It has like the art style of Overwatch kind of. But uh, that game just feels to me so much like Minecraft did at its peak, like before Microsoft bought it. I think they also have the same thing where it's like it's not officially done. You know, there's that weird sense of like it's constantly being, you know, improved upon and and, or at least updated. Um, We'll talk more about that because I think you know Minecraft's history. Brendan knows Minecraft. Let me tell you one thing. (laughs) There's one thing I know. From day one of Alpha to now, uh, Brendan is basically Minecraft Steve, (laughs) who we will get into. Uh, Just to kind of like establish the villain of this episode before we go any further. Mm Mm-hmm. I said this on one of the streams we did on Twitch. I finally know how to use Twitch, so next stream we'll do, I'll, I will end the broadcast without being like, what the heck is this? Yeah. Um, oh, twitch.tv slash into the cast. We, we into stream the cast. kind of frequently, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like We've been we've been streaming, I don't know like how regular, but whatever. Regardless, yeah. on one of them I mentioned that I discovered in one of many Smash Bros. DLC leaks that one of the characters that kept popping up as a potential DLC character is Minecraft Steve, which I am drawing a line on. I just can't. <laughs> I don't. Some Something about that. I don't know if I have like my own unconscious like anger with myself or with something else going on that I'm just funneling onto Steve, but I really don't want him in Smash Brothers. Like, I know maybe a lot of kids would be very happy, and that's fine. I don't want to rob children of their happiness. Yeah. But, like, I think Minecraft Steve is is a weird brand of evil that I can't quite (laughs) place. Because I don't know if, I don't know, we'll talk, you probably know this again, because, poof, Brendan, he knows Minecraft, let me tell you. (laughs) From, From wool to swords to obsidian gates, this guy's like a book. A book of Minecraft. <laughs> I don't know if they were ever like, this is Minecraft Steve. He just was sort of there. I don't know if that was like a retconned canon kind of thing, like Doom Guy is. Yeah. There's another one that keeps popping up in DLC for Smash. That would be unreal. I'm more into that than Minecraft Steve. I'm more into like a jar of mayonnaise than Minecraft Steve. I really don't want him in Smash Brothers. Yeah. I just, I'm, like, I'm, I, you I'm can tell me, aside. you could put Minecraft Steve and Anderson Cooper next to each other, and I would be like, <laughs> Anderson Cooper is going to be the Smash Brothers character of these two. <laughs> He's going to fit French in Stewart from Third Rock from the Sun. I, I mean, 
another good pick. Like one of those like wooden articulated like human dolls that the artists use <laughs> that are in like Ikea. a therapist's waiting room. That yeah. I remember actually one of my first times going to therapy, I like messed with that in the waiting room and then my therapist was like, So like what does this mean to you? And like it was this weird pose <laughs> no. where it was like a haunted dad basically. I'm like, I don't know, <laughs> help me. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. Then I talked about Minecraft Steve for several hours straight. And just like, and they were like, I, I think can't it's help also, yeah. honestly, I think it's just, we were talking about this earlier and we stopped ourselves because we needed to discuss them on the show. But you showed me that there are several characters you can play as. You're playing as Minecraft Alexandra. Yeah, yeah, Alex. Who, like, yeah, yeah. she looks really cool. She looks like an adventurer. She looks like she has explored the wilderness and has. She like, looks built ready shit. for what what the world of Minecraft is is going to give her, and she's yeah. wearing like like boots. She's wearing like a belt, like an adventurer's belt. She's got her hair tied back. She looks kind of like she's rad. She's ready to yeah. go. Minecraft Steve has been watching Tiny Homes on loop and just drinking like Bud Light, <laughs> and then realized he had a client. It was like, oh shit, and like half tucked his shirt in and, and left. The house he literally sweatpants. only has half of his shirt tucked in he yeah. looks he looks messy he's a messy <laughs> man <laughs> he looks like a substitute teacher that you would look forward to having because you knew you didn't you have to do anything <laughs> you're like oh mr steve is today's sub dude we are not doing anything today in class <laughs> kids quiet down i made a sword out of diamonds shut up <laughs> i'm doodling naughty things in my notebook leave me alone <laughs> Yeah, I don't I, want him I in do Smash like Brothers. I do your headcanon that his last name is Steven. His first name is Minecraft. <laughs> That's really good. My friends call me M. <laughs> Awful. MC. MC M- Steve. <laughs> MC Steve. There is a very nightmarish parallel reality where I became MC Steve. I think that's why I detest Minecraft Steve so much. Because I'm like, man, this is like looking into a haunted mirror. You know? <laughs> like, nothing... I don't look like him at all. But yeah. just... I don't hear... I don't hear the name Steve or Steven nearly as much as I should. Because I feel like it's a common name. Yeah. So whenever I do, I always ask... Like, if, if someone mentions they have a friend Steven, I'm like, oh, like, do they go by Steve or Steven? And they go like, Steven. I'm like, is it with a PH or a V? And it's usually a V. Yeah. PHs aren't too common. It's like Stephen Colbert, I think, is like the big one. I guess Steve Carell. Well, Steve Carell goes by Steve. There you go. Yeah. He got Spielberg, right? He he's a he's a PH, I think. Yeah. Oh, is he? I don't know. Hold on. I got I gotta know. This isn't as funny as Minecraft Steve. I'm gonna close my Google searches. <laughs> <laughs> the the reveal of Steven Spielberg being a PH or a V means nothing. That's what people, people come to this podcast for, and I think. Everything to me. Uh yeah. it was actually very funny. On the stream, people were putting PHs in place of every word that had a V. That was very yeah. I was very touched by that. That was we have a lot of very funny and smart people that join us in uh in those streams. But anyway. They should have their own podcast. They really should. I honestly like one hundred percent. <laughs> okay, so just I, had just I established the villain because he's gonna come back. He's Steve is coming back, but like he's in the shadows right now, so we can talk. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> just so, while, while you're saying like you, you thought that at any moment you could become MC Steve, like that was a potential future for you. I was just yeah. talking to somebody about how I used to live in Florida, right? Like I moved from high school in New Jersey to Florida for college and I was DJing a lot like my mm. senior year of high school. And cool. then I went down there and I started DJing, but then I stopped and there was like a, a path where I was going to become a Florida DJ, which is like maybe the worst, darkest timeline <laughs> for any. Anyone ever <laughs> who played Minecraft a lot. <laughs> I was I would have been a Florida DJ who played Minecraft. The the closest that I came to a parallel reality was I was on the wrestling team for a day. <laughs> but I had 
Yeah. Not that I'm like especially not apt for wrestling, but like it's not really on brand for me, you know? Yeah. But it was freshman year of high school and I wanted to do a sport and like for whatever reason I chose wrestling, but I had dislocated my knee doing improv a few weeks before. Uh, or not, you know what? Not even improv. I literally was just doing a bit in front of my friend's mom. <laughs> I, I, we, it was, you'll, you'll like this. It was 2004. We were in the Big Apple, New York City. Oh, wow. He, he lived sleeps. in the city. The city that never sleeps. Yeah, my Big name Apple. up in lights. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we were, we were, <laughs> We were walking to Tower Records to buy some CDs. The Times Square one? Um, I don't know. He lived on the Upper East Side, so somewhere around there. Oh, okay. And we were 14, so like there was still like as a parent that barrier. Like two years ago, we were 12, and it would be like unthinkable for us to like go somewhere on our own, you yeah. know. And so his mom, who was like a lovely, lovely person, was like, "Oh, like, are you sure you guys are okay? Like, do you want me to, you know, help or?" whatever maternal very nice and ben was like yeah we're gonna get into trouble uh, my friend ben and then i was like yeah we're gonna uh, hitchhike on route 66 and i did a weird like hitchhiking gesture where i turned my knee in, and it was like <laughs> and i was like, ah! <laughs> and, <it's immediately> <laughs> and that is literally the only reason i could not commit to wrestling wow so just completely dodged that face. i honestly probably would have quit it was a miserable time yeah i'm sure yeah yeah not a great group of people but uh <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so that's Minecraft. Anyway. So you would have been a Floridian DJ and I would have been like more muscular, basically. Yeah. And neither of us would have this podcast, I think. <laughs> I'm like, all I like doing is squats and throwing. <laughs> is that, you know what maybe would have been cool is like a WWE path because I need some pageantry and drama. I oh, can't yeah. just wrestle, you know, like maybe I could have gone like a Incineroar route with that, you know? Yeah. I need yeah. a theme song. You would have been, yeah, you would have gone straight WWE. Yeah. Yeah. Like no, nothing in between. <laughs> that's, that's Steven all over it, I think. Okay. Back to, back to Minecraft. Never thought I would say that. <laughs> back to, honestly, we could call this episode back to Minecraft because that is what <laughs> my week has felt like. Um, yeah. So let's let's talk about like I would love to hear your history with this game because you've mentioned it in passing on the show. Yeah. Love to see like what what you thought of it then, like when in the game's long development you played it and and how you're feeling with it now on the Switch. Yeah. It's okay. So I think it was last week we talked about like kind of our video game origins. I don't really know how we got into that conversation, but we were talking about Final Fantasy VII. Oh so yeah. It right, kind of right. led to that. Yeah. The the major thing that I left out of that was Minecraft. I think so. Leaving high school, going into college, living in Florida, almost becoming a Florida DJ. I, I was getting pinned in the in the distance. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I was in the freshman dorms of an art school down there on the top floor of the freshman dorms and for some reason i don't know why but our floor was very very tight knit like basically nobody on the top floor slept a whole lot was kind of the thing like you know mm. when they make you fill out those forms that are like okay what is your living style like essentially like do you stay up late whatever are you okay with noise can you sleep through noise all that kind of <laughs> stuff basically everyone on my floor was like we don't sleep ever we are okay with noise and we're just like real weird people but so we hate garlic we hate crosses and uh, <laughs> we're all hot basically uh, yeah that that is what we all wrote yeah exactly um <laughs> so i and my roommate who is a video game design major we got the room because both of us were like we never sleep and we're totally cool with noise we got the room that was connected to the common room and i just remember this one night it was probably like late september early october i think he found on a forum somewhere a link to minecraft alpha 
like the original Minecraft alpha. Wow. So th this was, I think there was like a whole year of development before that where there wasn't even like health or like enemies or anything in that game. But this was the first version that was like kind of had a survival mechanic going on. And he pulled it up and played it for like five minutes. And I was like, Brendan, you need to see this. And he pulled me over and we were both just sitting there and I was watching him play for like 10 minutes. And then I immediately went and got my own copy of it. And we were up, I think for like maybe 24 hours straight playing Minecraft separately, but together the <laughs> same way you and I now play Sekiro for some reason. <laughs> yeah. So it was like me, him, and his girlfriend just like in our dorm playing this game. And then I just remember like at the end of our like long binge of this game, we just erupted from the common. We always left our door unlocked so people could just like come in and out. And some people like filtered in and out. But in this case, nobody did. We were like, we need to be by ourselves while we like see what this thing is. And I remember at the end of this binge, we, we erupted from the room out into the common room where like everybody was sitting. And we were like, attention, everyone. The greatest game that's ever been made. <laughs> is out and you can buy it. And we hooked up my laptop to the TV in the common room and we showed everybody Minecraft. Everybody was like, this is extremely lame. <laughs> it is a hard, like, while while playing it, I'm sure you had that revelation because, mm -hmm. like, I can only imagine, what well, you said it was 2010, right? Yeah, yeah. That I always associate 2010, too, with, like, the term indie game becoming a household thing. Yeah. Like, what is that, two years that, after Braid, I think? Yeah. Which yeah, I like would consider was, to be, like, the beginning of whatever the indie renaissance or whatever it is. Sure. I always think of Bastion as well. Yeah. But, like, obviously there's plenty of stuff before that, like Yumi Nikki. But, uh, mm -hmm. you know, like, all that stuff was, like, on a cursed forum that you had to, like, go on the deep web to find. Yeah. You know, like, this yeah. is actually distributed. But, yeah, just, like, seeing it, it doesn't really look necessarily <laughs> too appealing, especially if the protagonist is Minecraft Steve, guy who's <laughs> rocking, like, a Smash Mouth goatee and a half-tucked-in pizza-stained sweatsuit, basically. Right. Wearing blue on blue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so we plugged in and we showed it to people and we were like, this is the greatest game of all time. And people were like, I don't get it at all. And then like nobody stopped watching it. And mm. then suddenly like three to four hours went by and we realized that every like not everybody, but like a bunch of people in the common room had then also gotten Minecraft on their computers. Oh, wow. And we're now also playing it around us. That's amazing. And then we built a server for everyone on the fifth floor. And, and it just like became a thing that we all did was like constantly playing Minecraft all the time. And I remember like that first night playing with my roommate, the, the aha moment for me, the moment where I was like, oh my God, I understand what this game is, was he and I were, were basically like, we had just discovered that like nighttime makes enemy horrific shit come out. You know, like nighttime mm -hmm. is terrifying in Minecraft. The first yeah. night, the first time you ever play Minecraft, night is terrifying because it's oh, like, yeah. oh my God, there's a whole like separate world of terrible shit coming for me because you think it's like a beautiful <laughs> wonderful wholesome relaxing game until that moment right so i just remember the first night happens and he and i are just like yelling basically we're just like oh my god there's fucking spiders <laughs> in this game oh my god there's skeletons what they have bow and arrows what the fuck is up so he and i solved our problems in separate ways and that was my aha moment was i built like a an amazing castle in the treetops near where i spawned to get away from everything that was on the ground and I and I littered the ground with with torches so like nothing could spawn there and I was up in the trees looking down with my own bow and arrow shooting down at stuff all night like ha -ha. that is such a I feel like you became a bloodborne NPC in that moment like <laughs> you know just like hiding like litter with torches like been here for one day see what the night has to offer you know <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I, I rolled around in barbecue sauce. And then 
I looked over at my roommate and I was like, hey, what did you do? And he had done the like literally the exact opposite by going down into the water and building himself like a little tiny like house underwater. And he was like, things don't spawn underwater. I'm good now. And then that was that was his home base. And mine was up in the trees. And I was like, "Okay." so he and I like literally went the exact opposite direction. Almost anything is possible in this game was I remember like the thing that I thought while I was playing it that first night was any I can do anything. And it was the first time that I like because around that time, that was like when Fable 2 was coming out or three. I'm not really sure. And Peter Molyneux was always on stage like you can do anything in this game. Like you'll have a kid and that kid will become evil and then become the, the main NPC bad guy, like all generatively this will all happen around you. Trees will grow, shit like that. And then you'd play the game and be like, oh no, there's like 18 systems in this game. And like, that's kind of it. Yeah, um, I can like make my character do armpit farts and everyone goes like, ha, 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 and then you see a heart. Yeah, and, and one person is like, no. And then they, they get sad. And like, you can't talk to that one anymore. <laughs> but everybody else loved it. Just like that one person. Anyway, yeah, I love the Fable <laughs> games, by the way. We could talk about those some other time. Yeah, sure. even though they didn't live up to the hype of whatever they no, were supposed to I, be. I've only played two, but I remember I remember enjoying two. It, it, just my brief straight thoughts on that. Like, I feel like Fable Two is a really good intro to RPGs. If you've never played any oh, RPG yeah, before, absolutely. I feel like it's a great gateway game to to try out. Hot take on hot, Fable Two. Hot Fable Two take. Uh, anyway, Minecraft was was the first game where I was like, oh my god, like literally, really anything is possible. Like I can do. Yeah whatever um and eventually i dropped out of college and whatever you know long story short i took my server and i brought it back to my parents house when i moved back home and started inviting some of our mutual friends into the server as well and basically what we then had was this giant server where a bunch of people art students mainly were just like kind of wandering around this like vast landscape just building art installations in minecraft like in our world (laughs) um so like some people were building like frank lloyd right modern houses all over the place some people were making like giant cathedrals some people were just making like like weird like light installations with torches and redstone and all this stuff and it was like every single person who joined our server had a completely different take on on what the game had to offer and what they wanted to do with it i i have talked about this maybe in like one of our first episodes talking about no man's sky but my thing in that server was i just literally was building the longest straight minecart track i could build like i just wanted to see as much of the world as possible and i just kind of like rode this minecart into oblivion essentially like (laughs) as far as it would take me and it was like it was an amazing amazing time and over time they started adding new stuff to the game they added like a whole like hell realm i think it was called the nether that's Um, when i started playing you could create of course that's when i jumped on board uh, you could create an <laughs> when obsidian. When you could go to hell. <laughs> yeah, it's like, all right, this is the game I've been waiting for. <laughs> you can create an obsidian gate to hell where there were pigmen with golden swords and like you're right, that Cthulhu your, your flying brand. heads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they never really gave it any like, at that time, the game still didn't give you a ton of direction. No, so, there like, was none. There was no direction. Stumbling still. into that is like, what the hell? Like, there, There's some dark secrets to this world yeah. that, you know. That was kind of an amazing thing. I, I, as far as I can remember, that was like the first game I'd played that just like didn't have an objective at all. Like you just had to make it for yourself. And like really, at the end of it, it was like I just want to get diamonds. I guess like I want to build like a diamond pickaxe and diamond armor yeah, I mean, for myself. I like, think that was kind of the end game. Yeah, the closest comparison would be like Legos. It was like Legos with a survival mechanic. I guess. Yeah, yeah the best, absolutely. Like, elevator pitch. Yeah, it was just like try not to die. 
and try and make cool stuff. And that's the the cool turnaround is like you just said, the first instinct is to survive. And then once you like feel secure, you're like, okay, well, what can I actually do in this world? Like what, what are my ambitions? Yeah. Which is oddly like human history. I feel like, you know, once we got like <laughs> running water and plumbing down, like, okay, like now we should make some art or something. You know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Obviously a vast oversimplification of human history, but you know. <laughs> no, I think that was pretty spot on. Yeah. I think I think it went from caves to the Mona Lisa and and yeah. Anyway. I just had a uh, sorry, I just had a like tragic flashback of my time with Minecraft. Uh do you mind if I go into that a little please, bit? Please, please tell me. So I didn't get Minecraft until a little later. I picked it up out of curiosity in 2010, I want to say. I guess around the same time. Yeah. Maybe maybe closer to 2011. I think I had it in 2010 and just sort of like was like, eh, this isn't for me. Yeah. And then played it again in 2011 when I had a lot of roommates in college that were very into it. Mm-hmm. So I, I downloaded it. I downloaded a Parappa the Rapper skin. So my, my character was not Minecraft Steve, but Parappa the Rapper. Yeah. Because I had to. And what I really liked doing in that game was digging. So I made like a very modest house with like a a, a moat around it mm-hmm. gotta be gotta stay nautical gotta stay fresh <laughs> and then in the house was like a basement that just went into the cave so yeah. kind of a la oblivion i had like a weird modest cabin in the woods that then had a secret door that would go like into the depths of the earth and yeah i just kind of liked playing the game of uh, almost treating it like a roguelike in some ways like how like when do i decide to turn back to like cash away all the stuff i found or when do i want to keep going Mm. I really enjoyed that aspect. I liked building, but I I never was like super savvy with it. Although the, I think what ended my time with it was I tried to make my name in fire, like <laughs> or in lava. I wanted to write like Stephen in lava. That quickly turned into like my entire house burning down. Yeah, uh, and like I think I died too. <laughs> so. <laughs> And I imagine all your stuff <laughs> fell into the lava and burned up. Yeah, so I was like, yeah. well, that's uh, that's how that journey ended for Prap of the Rapper. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I enjoyed it. That's a game that I think I would play exponentially more with friends than just on my own. Yeah, the the solo to multiplayer delineation in that game is like unreal. Like th- they feel like totally different games when you get to see other people just making things yeah. real, I guess. Like I just remember I, I just remember playing that game and having a friend say, "I'm going to build an entire mountain and I'm going to hollow out the inside and I'm going to put a torch on every single block on the inside of it." For no reason at all. He was just like, "That's what I'm going to do." And I was like, yeah. "All right, man, that sounds like a huge project, but like like whatever, like chase your bliss. And like a week later, I remember walking into the server and he was like, I'm done. And I went into this mountain and there he had made the thing and he had worked on it for like a week. (laughs) But like just just the fact that like that's the thing that you wanted to build, you wanted to write your name in lava, like that kind of stuff I think is amazing that it's like you can you can just decide to do that and then try and pull it off and like maybe fuck up like you did. But also sometimes you build a whole mountain that's hollowed out on the inside and there's torches on every block like that's awesome. Yeah, I I think that's the beauty of the game. And I want to know your take because I feel like shortly after they added the hell expansion i feel like the later updates were making things feel a lot more concrete i think there was like some kind of adventure mode like there were like towns and stuff and yeah that's around the same time that the game started like heavily marketing towards kids mm-hmm. and like that's great like i kids i i do a like letters for santa thing and like every kid wants minecraft legos like every single kid that's oh, like, wow. the number one requested gift and pokemon cards which like warms my heart i'm like i'm so glad these things are still popular yeah it was a, awesome. it was a worthy investment in 1998 yeah i'm also like you asked the right dude to get your gifts okay <laughs> I, I know <laughs> i know the biz baby yeah. but uh yeah obviously it was santa i didn't write steven 
how evil would that be if I was like gifts from Steven? Uh, just <laughs> completely destroy the magic of the season. Gifts but, from um, Minecraft Steve. Ah, just a bunch of wool, bacon, um, <laughs> an uncooked pork chop. So for me, I, I, that's kind of where I bounce. I'm like, okay, like I felt like with that game, giving it such a like, I understand why they did, and I think if you're going to kind of target a younger audience, like giving a bit more direction is the way to go. And honestly, that game could have benefited from like some kind of guide because there's no way to intuitively know had to build a lot of the tools that you need to use. Yeah, there was no, like, now in the game, there's, like, a recipe book that, like, shows you how to make everything. And at that point, it was, like, you literally had to spend a lot of time Googling how to build stuff and what certain items that you acquired did, which was honestly kind of part of the fun for me. Like, that, that is not too far of a leap towards what I love about playing FromSoft games for the first time. Sure. Like, going through... Saying, like, okay, I got this item. What the fuck does this do? Because the item description is literally just lore and it doesn't tell me what it does. And I don't want to use it because what if it kills me and I have to start the game from the beginning? Yeah, I, I gobbled up all my eel liver in the stream we did to find out that it's like one of the rarest items in the game. I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh is it really? <laughs> yeah, no. it is. Whoops. Though, yeah. honestly, I feel like it, it was just electricity resistance and I beat that guy without it. So you sure you. did. So you're, yeah. you're all good. So, anyway, that part of the game always appealed to me, but when I started bouncing off was at some point probably in 2011 when they started adding so much that the game started to feel like too complex. Like they were almost making it for like the most hardcore people that were like making YouTube videos of like, look at this amazing contraption that I built. Kind of like a calculator in Minecraft. Yeah. Yeah. Like the people that got like Pokemon yellow running in Minecraft, like that kind of stuff. Like, okay, that that was too much for me. Like that was kind of where, where I left. And since then they, they added like an adventure mode. Like, as you were saying, I think, I think the place is called the end. Like that's literally the name of the place. And there's like a fucking dragon that you fight. And when you kill the dragon, it's like, you beat Minecraft. It's like, okay, that's kind of weird that you can beat Minecraft now. And all that stuff. I just like calculator. You you made a calculator. You beat Minecraft. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Minecraft Steve's like, finally, I can pay these bills I've been putting off. <laughs> oh, thanks for this big calculator. That's his voice in my head. <laughs> what do you mean Grubhub's running five minutes late? What the hell? <laughs> he kind of you know, he sounds like uh, Barry from Resident Evil. Jill? Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Minecraft Bill. Anyway. Minecraft Bill. That, w- that was when I stopped playing. was sometime in 2011. Like, I, I was like, yeah. I think I'm done with this. There's too much in this game that I have to keep track of. None <laughs> of sure. my friends were really playing it anymore. The server had kind of died at that point. I was like, okay. Like, th- there was a moment and the moment left. And since then, like, a lot of games have tried accomplishing kind of the same things that Minecraft tried, right? So, like, Terraria is a great example. Starbound, which you and I played a shitload of yeah. together. So, I really liked Starbound. And that's a game that I was thinking about bringing up because, uh, for those who don't know, well, I think it's the same developers as... Terraria, right? Or at least a lot of the same team. There was a there was a split in the in the Terraria team, and one of the people, I th- I think it wasn't mutual. I think it was like kind of an ugly split, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it was a long time ago, but anyway, I think that happened, and that person went off and made Starbound. But anyway, but yeah, Starbound was one of the first games from Chucklefish, who later went to publish Stardew Valley, mm-hmm. which is kind of their like big game. Yeah, but that game was basically 2D side scrolling Minecraft in space. Yeah, and I think that that game, like playing with friends, like being on your ship and like we would just play 
accordions that we found mm-hmm. uh, while we like traveled in in like light speed. I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah, it kind of had a I think what No Man's Sky was going for, where like every planet was different. Mm-hmm. It had the same shortcomings. Where eventually it's like, okay, like there are five palettes that kind of keep switching out. Yeah, um, you you start to notice the algorithm the more you play it. I just remember I made like a really lovely base that had like an un- it had like a Cold War sci-fi esque tube door <laughs> that would we we were right above the water and there was a way to go underwater and like this. I love this planet so much. It was very nautical. You got to stay nautical. And uh, <laughs> then you, you, your character showed up and you said over Skype, like, Steven, we have to move to a different planet. And then I was like, why? And then I just saw comets, like, <laughs> <laughs> like just destroying everything that we built. I was like, fuck this game. I think that's when I stopped playing. I'm like, unreal. I will never Oh, have yes, a, because some yeah. planets would just have meteor strikes happen every once in a while. That was like a, I had like a part of yeah, the biome. I had a rejection phase i'm like no i'll just like i'll build like a security blanket over our home so i just put a bunch of dirt and it's sort of like seeing chunks of ground blowing i remember this matter of seconds I, I remember you tried to build like a mountain yeah. over the base yeah i really liked the the races in that game too they were different aliens so one of them were called the apex and they were kind of like a 1984 orwellian society mm-hmm. that had devolved they themselves. were like a robot that had a grappling hook <laughs> <laughs> Um, there was a guy who loved Mountain Dew and gas. Um, <laughs> yeah, but my favorite were the cowboys that were just like stars. They were like supernova. They were the like, nova, literally right? space yeah. cowboys. Yeah, they were they were really cool. Anyway, great yeah. game. I don't know how it is now, but I really enjoyed that game when it came out. I'm waiting for that game to come to Switch. I don't know if that'll happen ever, but I feel like if it does, you and I are definitely going to get into it. We have to. Yeah, we have to. Yeah, that that there's no choice there. But anyway, a lot of games have tried to do Minecraft. I think since the peak of Minecraft, which was probably 2010 to 2011, somewhere in that vicinity. Maybe that's not the peak. Maybe like as you were saying, like they started marketing more towards kids, and I think that that obviously super worked over right. time because that game got gigantic to the point where it was breaking through into like the mainstream consciousness of just anyone who like paid attention to the news. Essentially, yeah. where Fortnite is now is where Minecraft was at one point. I would say Fortnite's probably bigger at this point, but anyway, besides the point. That game was gigantic, and people continued to play it, and a lot of people tried doing it. Dragon Quest Builders, I think, is another great example of, like, this is literally Minecraft, but it's Dragon Quest. Yeah. That kind of stuff continues to happen, and its influence is, like, super far-reaching. I don't think you could overstate how influential Minecraft has been on, like, the larger gaming community and what people have been trying. I honestly think it kind of, like led the way towards roguelikes being kind of more of a thing, like generative roguelikes. Um, like, yeah, for oh, sure. Oh, yeah, this game is, like, generating its own biomes and, and worlds and stuff, and, like, that's part of the appeal for people. Like, what if we took that and applied it to different games? So, like, basically every part of Minecraft has been stripped out and tried in other ways since then. And eventually that led to 2014 when it got bought by Microsoft, the mm-hmm. IP of Minecraft, Mojang, the the company that that made Minecraft, they got Minecraft purchased. Steve's band every Tuesday at at, at uh, Barfy's <laughs> Pub. Uh, they do bare naked ladies covers and uh, they take requests. Mm-hmm. Every um, once in a while, they'll play at the the House of Blues at um, Universal Studios City Walk in Orlando, Florida. Yeah, check out Minecraft Steve downtown Disney. He's doing his best. <laughs> Anyway, Microsoft bought Minecraft at one point, um, bought out the the creator of the game, who I don't feel like talking about because holy shit. But, Minecraft Steve. Yeah, Minecraft Steve, the creator of Minecraft. Yeah. Um, and I have an idea for a game. <laughs> 
this is gonna be great kids are gonna love this they paid like i think it was a billion dollars jesus christ for minecraft somewhere in that vicinity it was like it was an unbelievable amount of money and i remember them buying it in 2014 and thinking to myself there's no way you would ever make this money back like there's no way yeah because at that point i had already thought like minecraft is past its peak like i remember the the one update that i had like heard about even though i wasn't playing it anymore was like oh we added horses to the game like okay cool that's like your big update it was literally called the horse update like that was like the big thing that they did <laughs> that's like uh an oblivion the horse yes. armor dlc yeah yes like, it is literally... everything was back to oblivion I'm telling you yeah it was literally horse armor. And I was just like, okay, well, they've gotten to the point where they're adding horses to the game. Nobody I know is playing it anymore. I know it's, like, big with kids, but, like, I don't know how you invest that kind of money in this game. And I remember reading some very smart people's articles around that time talking about, like, the future of Microsoft is Minecraft in the way that, like, Solitaire and Minesweeper was a way to teach people how to use like the mouse and keyboard when like mm. that was a thing on computers. It was like we need like a way to teach people how to use this, like how to point and click and stuff like that, because people like were so used to typing in commands in the keyboard. Yeah. The future of teaching people how to use like potential technologies down the line is Minecraft. Like everybody knows how to play Minecraft now. Like it's so big with kids that when they all grow up and we need to teach them how to use like augmented reality or virtual reality or whatever the fuck we're going to invent at some point, the easiest frame of reference for them is going to be like play Minecraft in this new thing and you'll start to understand why it's useful and why it's viable. And we've already started seeing that in like Microsoft HoloLens, which is their like gigantic augmented reality headset that they've, uh, I think they're on version two now, but like literally the first demo they showed was you can put this thing on you can look at your coffee table and your minecraft world is there and you can run around in your minecraft world that was like the first thing they showed off in augmented reality when microsoft decided that that's a thing they wanted to get into and i i think that that's brilliant and i also thought to myself i wonder if that game is good again like i wonder like if they're continuing to invest in it like what has microsoft brought to the table that could potentially make me want to get into this game and like years and years and years went by until literally the other night i saw a tweet from uh somebody that i follow on twitter who was like it was just like literally a video of them playing around in minecraft it was a bunch of chickens running around and i was like that's that looks fun that looks fun and wholesome like they just built a chicken coop like in the sky that's cool i want to build a chicken coop in the sky and then you and i were playing (laughs) i think sekiro or apex legends and i and i asked chat like i'm thinking about playing one of two games for this episode either minecraft or rogue legacy which one should it be pretty overwhelmingly everybody said minecraft so here we are i bought minecraft for the nintendo switch and i've been playing it and it fucking rules it is so good now that game is amazing I will say one quick thing about the Nintendo Switch port. It is terrible in docked mode. If you try and plug it into the TV, the frame rate is bad. The controls are bad. Like, I don't know what's going on there, but it just, like, does not run very well. It runs perfectly in handheld mode. And honestly, that is how you need to play it. Yeah. You, I, I have found myself becoming way... I tried playing it in, in docked mode for a little bit and was like, I just felt like cold and disconnected from the place that I was trying to yeah. build. Playing it in handheld mode in my bed for like a couple hours over the past couple nights um, and also this morning was like revelatory. It's like, oh my God, I'm so invested in this. Like holding it like literally under the covers. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. It's an amazing thing. I remember uh, that reminded me, and I'm not sure like the specifics of the hardware or software or whatever, but I remember when in 2013, like my cousin who was 
I think 12 or 11 at the time, prime Minecraft uh, fan base age. Mm -hmm. He, after challenging me to a Pokemon battle, then pulled out his iPad and was just like playing Minecraft on his iPad. Yes. Probably learning code too or something as 12 year olds (laughs) do these days. But Uh uh, like that seemed like the way to play it. Like that seemed like even more than, you know, like mouse and keyboard PC, like having it in a tablet where you can almost like, you know, use the touch screen if you wanted to. And and that kind of, that sense of intimacy, I think with that game especially is so important. Yeah. It's, it's almost like it's just such a great exemplifier for why the Nintendo Switch being able to literally switch is so powerful and why that device works so well. Be, and we've talked about this many times with many different games, but like some games are better in handheld than, than on the TV. And Minecraft is so good handheld that I don't think I would ever want to play it like sitting down at a computer or on my TV ever again. Yeah, that's really interesting. And that's something that I think is, like you said, such a testament to the Switch's like selling point it's the first time that a nintendo system selling point has not come in the way of its library <laughs> you know like <laughs> yeah absolutely. 20 minutes 20 minutes after the week came out every developer was like do we have to make everyone dance to play this game like can we just can we just use the gamecube remote yeah and thankfully that was a feature with that uh the wii u i think was even more jarring with like having the two screens and not wanting to use that for every game and even when it was used well it didn't really like add to it at all like nobody used that screen that was such yeah, a and, bummer. And the people that did, I mean, I love Platinum Games, but Star Fox Zero was a true nightmare. That was like, <laughs> whoever was like, you know what uh, the the mandatory motion controls on the game pad should be? Controlling Fox's neck. I'm like, stop. Stop <laughs> right now. What the fuck are you thinking? Yeah. Love Platinum Games. I'm very excited for Astral Chain. I hope it's good. But, like, <laughs> God, that game was awful. Yeah, it was Why? Oh, I, I know I'm preaching to the choir but like i really just need like an okay star fox game to come out one day you know what i mean like i Dude, I, I think that what was that game that that just came out the oh starlink starlink right? yeah they, that's like a low-key uh it's like it's like a basically like off-brand Star Fox game because they just added everyone in it, even though it's not a Star Fox game. Yeah, all, I think all you have to do is get it for the Switch, and I think you have to buy the. Um, first of all, it's it's cheap now. I think I think they like lowered the price pretty ridiculously. Really? But, but then you have to buy the the R wing, and then you scan that like an amiibo, and then it, and you're playing as Fox. And the whole game you can play as Fox. Like they added different missions and stuff. It's just Star Fox. God. I think you got to do it. I think I have to do it. I also think if they ever port Star Fox 64 to the Switch, I'm going to have to get that as well. I would love for them to port anything to the Switch. I just... <laughs> there are so many games I want to play on the Switch that they are not giving me. The fact that we have almost Mario all the, Paint. We have all the Final Fantasy games coming to Switch, them, and yeah, we don't even them. have like confirmation that I could play like Ocarina of Time on there. <sighs> I mean, I think with, with Ocarina and stuff, they probably want to keep some time on that because it's on the 3ds they probably still want people to buy like the 3d remake and all that i but guess i don't know I, I could see them totally doing that especially leading up to the uh link's awakening remake they'll probably do some kind of zelda deal it's just so weird to me that the wii u i think is the best nintendo has ever been about porting their games like their incredible oh, yeah. library over like the wii u is yeah. like the best nintendo console if you want to play old nintendo stuff probably the 3ds as well the both both you can get like earthbound on both systems yeah. you can get like all of the classic uh nes stuff yeah that was something that the wii kind of did because eventually when the wii had like six games worth playing they're like well we might as well resell all this good stuff yeah and that being backwards compatible with gamecube like that's the reason i have my wii still is because my gamecube stopped working so i just have it as like 
a way to play all that stuff. Yeah, I guess it really was like we're not making any games for this thing, and this thing isn't selling. So like we we need to pad out the the software library somehow. Yeah, because I mean the Wii sold incredibly well despite the library not being like super great. Yeah, it had a great launch. There was a lot of good stuff on it like when the Wii first came out, but after a couple of years, it was like okay, like. It just not the the processing power was like noticeably behind that generation. Yeah, hot we takes in 2019. <laughs> what I don't know what this episode is. I have an idea. How about you and I take a break, and then when we come Let's back, we'll talk about Minecraft in 2019 and why it's great. Okay, I love that. Cool. See you later, Minecraft Steve. Goodbye, Hero Brian. <gasps> I'm really wondering how long it's going to take to get all five Smash DLC characters because I feel like. Joker will probably be out in the next couple weeks, which I'm really excited for. Yeah. Again, mostly, like, I'm really excited to play as Joker, but I'm most excited just to play with that soundtrack, like, as King Dedede to Last Surprise or to Keeper of Lust. Yeah, that's going to be so good. But I'm wondering if it's going to take this, like, this many months to get all five. Like, I hope they at least announce the next one soon. Yeah. I got it. I just have to know that Minecraft Steve is not in the game. That he's been removed. I hope version three is like, you know, they always remove Hero Brian. They removed yeah. Minecraft Steve from the game. Yeah. Due to popular request. Hero Brian murdered Steve. <laughs> How would you feel? Would you play as Minecraft Steve if he was in it? Would you be into that truly? Would I be into it? No. Would I play as him? Out of morbid curiosity, yes. The same way I was with Piranha Plant. I was like, okay, I, I have to see this character. I love Piranha Plant though. There's again, it's it's the it's the Yoda rule, which I will coin today. The Yoda <laughs> rule is if you have a series or a game that has openings for cameos from other series, mm-hmm. there is a line. There, it's there's an uncanny valley where like it becomes too open and there's no rules anymore. Yoda and Smash Brothers would be that. It would destroy the fabric of our reality. Yeah. <laughs> Negan from The Walking Dead and Tekken was almost that jarring for me. Like I that honestly that is too far for me. That's too much. I don't want a reality where I'm playing Tekken and the protagonist of FF15 is fighting Negan, yeah. the villain of volume 14 of The Walking Dead. <laughs> so, yeah, it's too much. So you got to stay to the Yoda rule. Yeah. That's what Yoda says in The Last Jedi. He's like, look, Luke, I know you're kind of like having a rough time and like you have to train Rey. But the, what you thought the Jedi mean is different now. It's not just an old tree full of books. It's less about the Jedi and more about, you know, being a good person. Also, please don't put me in Smash Brothers. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, a deleted scene. It's worth getting the Blu-ray for that one. Yeah. that Could you imagine if, if the next Star Wars movie, whatever it's called, it opens with Rey pulling out the book that she stole from from the tree in the Millennium Falcon and she opens it up and out falls an envelope with <laughs> the Smash logo on it. See, for some reason, Ray and Smash rules to me. Like, I would love that. I don't know why. It's just Yoda for you? It's just Yoda for me. Wow. I think because Yoda, like, literally, Yoda and Darth Vader showed up in Soul Calibur and just, yeah. like, took a whiz on that series. Like, <laughs> the series is hurt. still trying to bounce back from, from those two appearing. Even 2B, and uh, they added her in Soul Calibur 6, which I haven't played in a while, but, yeah. like, that's, I mean, I, I, I love Nier Automata, obviously, but, like, that also felt kind of out of the out of the blue. Oh, that didn't work for you? That that was fine by me. Geralt, I think, from The Witcher is in there. I think I think it works more if you know the whole Yoko Taro timeline of like the Nier games spanning so many years they actually fluctuate between being medieval fantasy and sci-fi in a yeah. weird way. So um I also I mean she's a really fun character to play as. It just feels a little unfair that like, you know, 
Killick shows up with his bow staff after several years of training is fighting like a killer android with like a gun pet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know, uh, I'm not here for realism. To answer your question, I don't want Minecraft Steve in Smash. I don't want him either. I think if the more we kind of tell the universe no, I think it won't happen. I think we need everyone in unison on this though. Isn't like, doesn't the se- remember the secret? Isn't the secret the opposite of that? That like putting out saying like I don't want this to happen, the universe will still make it happen because you're thinking about um, the possibility over and over again. Every now and then there's kind of a test of will and spirit. With that, you know, I think that sometimes focusing too much on the secret, uh-huh. you leave you leave yourself open for someone else secreting Minecraft Steve into Smash. Sometimes you have to get rid of someone else's secret by saying <laughs> no. Because <laughs> out there, there's millions of people being like, every night I, I look at the square sun rising and I, and I say, Steve, join Smash Brothers. I got to win with my diamond pickaxe. And I'm like, stop it. No, no secrets. Oh, my God. You you saying that I so vividly pictured Steve in Minecraft and it I is know, like, truly it, terrible. <laughs> Steve in Smash Brothers is like oh, you can sorry, see the Smash Brothers, yeah. You can see the moveset and I'm like, oh, it's like I do, like I just don't want it. <sighs> Throwing a bucket of lava. Oh, that's his down B, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Ew, and then he can break up parts of the level and like collect them. Like, oh, I hate this. this Could sucks. you imagine? Oh my god. Yeah, awful. Th- Truly an awful addition. <sighs> this is bad. You know the trailer is gonna be like the like popping sound of like boop, boop, getting all the blocks done. Yeah. Then he gets <laughs> he finds a letter in his stupid square mailbox and it's like, Welcome to Smash Brothers. The secret didn't work, Steven. And they call me out. I'm like, ah. <laughs> yeah. Then I look in the mirror and I have a shitty goatee and a bad shirt. And I'm like, oh no. <laughs> And then Sakurai shows up and he says, whatever the opposite of popular demand is, we present. I think, so here's the deal. The the validity of Steve in Smash Brothers is threefold. One, kids love Steve. They, mm-hmm. they love Minecraft Steve. I don't even know if they do. They just love Minecraft. So like, put Alexandra in. I would be, I would who, be fine with that. Who loves Minecraft Steve? <laughs> <laughs> That's the title of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be. Who? Hey, is this thing on? <laughs> Who loves Minecraft, Steve? Da-da-da-da. No one. And he should not be in Smash. So, but I see Minecraft is popular. I see that putting that game in Smash is kind of like symbolic of Nintendo's recent kinship with Microsoft. Yeah. But I think Cuphead would be a much cooler addition because that's also kind of an Xbox thing it was it was xbox one exclusive for a while and that's also symbolic of their whole nindies thing of them of them taking indie games under their wing and it would just fit better it'd be like a cool mega man kind of character and that soundtrack would be dope in smash brothers i hate minecraft steve i don't want him in the roster don't put him in yeah i agree i agree i think we ought to move on i think we have to move on and i just like i'm just i please if you're listening join us in the anti-secret of wishing steve (laughs) out of smash the anti-secret thank you i love it Put Hero Brian in Smash. I'm into that. I'm into my Prapper the Rapper Minecraft character. Uh, yeah. Oh, and you you found out you could play as Waluigi, didn't you? Yeah, you can play as Waluigi in in Minecraft, which is amazing. If you get it for Switch, it comes with a mm-hmm. whole bunch of uh, Nintendo skins, and one of them is Waluigi. So finally, I get my Waluigi solo game that I've been asking for since if, I don't even know. If we live in a cursed reality where Waluigi is in Minecraft and Minecraft Steve is in Smash Brothers, I will literally throw my Switch into the square sun and and watch it dissolve. <laughs> I will write my name in lava. I will write my name in lava and, wa- and and be set free like the glorious phoenix I am, burnt to a crisp. 
Ascend it. All right, let's go back to the canon episode. Let's do it. See ya. Goodbye. How's your water? Did you get LaCroix? I actually got a... I, I have a lot of mason jars. Is that like a very like dated college thing? Because I still have like a million mason jars. I have a couple. I like I that it says wide here. mouth on it. <laughs> does it? <laughs> it prominently does. It's wow. A wide mouth. Wide mouth. Airy season, baby. Uh, I also have a 312 and my beer cozy. I want my MTV music television. Yeah, I love that cozy. Um, it came out of nowhere. I literally don't know whose it is. I found it in my apartment one day, and I'm like, this is unreal. I, I think it's this. a gift from the heavens. It's, I think That's it how is. I would interpret it. But anyway, uh, you have more to talk about Minecraft Steve, right? Uh, you have like a little bit of his like uh, Wikia entry, some fun facts on him. I don't, but uh, let's talk about the rest of Minecraft. <laughs> I almost just spit up water from my wide from mouth. Wide mason mouth. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Steven, we're back. We're back. Oh, man. This has been a silly episode. Yeah. It's been fun. It's, yeah, like we're, like, oscillating between, like, getting way too deep into our own personal lore of Minecraft, Steve, and also talking about <laughs> the history of indie gaming and the influence of Minecraft. I wonder if, like, Minecraft Steve is, if my resist. I'm trying to trace my resistance to him because it got a little real and heated before, and it's not usually the vibe I want to give off. Is it because you used to go by Steve, and he has the same name as you, and he is a strange square homunculus, and you are a real person, and now you go by Steven? Yeah, absolutely. Is that, the, is that the lineage? I think he might unconsciously be, because I think that there was a dividing point where in high school, more people called me Steve. Yeah. I would usually introduce myself as Steven, but I was fine with Steve. I, I would go by Steve. 2010, I downloaded Minecraft, and mm -hmm. everything changed. Everything changed. It changed my name, so. Yeah, that's a am. pretty big change. Exactly. The influence of Minecraft is that your name is different now. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a lot more wool, I guess. Anyway, <laughs> so playing in 2019. You said it's great now. I want to hear specifics. I want to hear data. Yeah, absolutely. So what I loved about Minecraft the, the night that I bought it was this idea that like literally anything was possible. At around every corner, there would be something new to discover. Digging down into the depths of, of that world, I was constantly finding new things, new kinds of ores, new crafting materials, new everything. Like, oh my god, I can wear armor. This is rad. That kind of stuff that was all very cool eventually it kind of got overwhelming where they were adding so much like weird stuff that i didn't really care about that i that i kind of bounced off of it but what has happened since then since like 2011 2012 is they have not stopped adding things they have added so so much to that game new biomes villages npcs trading the end of the game as we had talked about just like so 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 much um and when microsoft bought it they basically remade the whole game from scratch so they left the original code behind and made a new version that was cross-platform so you can play across switch and xbox and mobile and, oh like, that's awesome yeah it's amazing the only one you can't cross play with is ps4 which is like infuriating <laughs> because sony just won't allow it it sucks god sony really is the, the middle school bully of this generation they like, are no i don't want I don't want to hang out with you, but they're secretly like looking over. Yeah. You ever see Freaks and Geeks? Mm -hmm. um, there's that episode where the awful bully uh, puts peanut butter on yeah. Bill's sandwich and he's allergic. And like, it's a good episode. He, he almost passes away, but basically, the bully visits Bill in the hospital and kind of reveals how he secretly feels. He always has wanted to hang out with them. Yeah. And then uh, Bill, the next day, is like, I heard what you said. Like, you think I'm cool. Like, we should hang out. Like, we're, <laughs> we're going to go meet George Takai at a convention. Like, you should come with us. And then the next day, you see, I forgot the character's name, but the bully is on a bike looking at their house. They're all dressed up and laughing. And he's like, <sighs> 
can't do it. And just turns around. <laughs> and like that's PS4. It's like they're like looking at everyone having fun. They're like, God, I just I can't do it. I gotta I am the bully. I gotta commit to this. Yeah. And they, they are definitely scene. leaning hard into it. I honestly we could talk about this maybe later or in a different episode or something, but I honestly think that Microsoft is kind of primed to take next generation away from wow. Sony, I think. Um and, and at least make it more even, I think. Yeah. A big a big yeah. part of it I think stems from their unwillingness to play with like the, the cross play situation that's happening. But anyway, so Microsoft rebuilt the whole game from scratch essentially to allow for all this stuff and they added like an in game store that you could buy like skins and and texture packs and like you could buy like pre-made worlds with like weird mechanics in them so there's like a fucking pirates of the caribbean world that you could buy <laughs> and play as jack sparrow and run around stop on you the gotta drop Pearl. that bread the third one right <laughs> you can end. only run around in pirates is that Street. the end you reach the world's end of mm-hmm. minecraft it's the world's yeah. end yeah, there's that. What are the other ones? There's Halo. There's Adventure Time. Sure. What, uh, Steven Universe is another one. Minecraft Steven That's Universe. That's awesome. That that I'm into. That yes. I'm very into. Yeah. Steven from Steven Universe. I love that. It's cool. It's 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 really it, it's nice. It's a nice thing. And and none of it is like exorbitantly expensive. Also, like the 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 in-game store is like pretty affordable uh, from what I've found. But anyway, all that having been said, Microsoft has continued to add that kind of stuff while also continuing the development of the game and adding more and more and more stuff. I think to the stuff that I found the most interesting, which is like exploration, finding new stuff around every corner. Like the the stuff that appealed to me when I first started playing the game is kind of what Microsoft has doubled down on. They're no longer adding like redstone that attaches to a piston that has slime on it so you can like cling onto a thing and dump it into a vat and like boil that down into a new material. Like that's not stuff that I'm interested in. Um, What they're adding is more along the lines of like new kinds of villages in like different kinds of biomes. There's like an evil village that you can find now that like sometimes like sets up like a raid camp outside of like the normal villages and they will like go in and pillage the the like villagers and stuff which is like wild there's like weird mystic shit where there's spells now and like books that you can craft and like learn like weird mystic arts from and they'll allow you to like do weird stuff and get like buffs and and magic abilities there's like a glider now that you can like go up to the top (laughs) of a mountain and glide around okay two points just real quick please okay this all sounds rad like I love this, yeah, yeah. but I can't stop seeing Minecraft Steve's move set. <laughs> the idea of him casting a spell with his standard B and gliding back to the level. I'm like, oh, get out of this game. I don't want you here. Yeah. But that sounds amazing. Yeah. That sounds that's, like that's all the stuff that Microsoft dream. is adding. And honestly, what I've loved about playing it for the past couple of days is I don't know what any of it is. I, yeah, I, yeah. I stopped paying attention to what was happening when they added horses in 2013. Like that was when I when I stopped paying attention to Minecraft. So what's happening now is I'm like really fully back into that first original like kind of wonderlust version of the game that I downloaded way back in the day when I was in college because around every corner again there is something new and weird I I remember I was being chased by a creeper like if you haven't played Minecraft and you don't know what a creeper is wild but anyway it's it's like a little green guy who runs up to you and then explodes I was running away from a creeper they don't go into the water or if they do they like swim like very poorly so I was going into the water to try and escape from a creeper and what befell me was a, a zombie like a water version of a zombie swimming up from the bottom of the depths to attack me with with a, he was holding like a like a sharpened nautilus shell and i was like oh my god so now like even the water is not safe 
I love that. You gotta stay nautical. I love that there's a creature <laughs> from the Black Lagoon in, in Minecraft. Yes, it rules. And you can see them kind of just like wandering around on the bottom of the ocean. It's very cool. So that kind of stuff is happening to me over and over again. I am doing my classic thing where I'm basically just wandering. Like I just have mm. like enough stuff with me. I have like a crafting bench like on me at all times. I have a smelter on me at all times. So I can just like drop them down, make some stuff just so I can like keep exploring out into the world. So like I, I was basically just trying to find the first village that I could find and I found one like out in a savanna somewhere and and there was a bunch of villagers and I was trading some stuff with them and right on the outskirts of the village I found I don't know it was just like a kind of sandstone structure that was like fascinating looking it, it, it didn't look like the village I knew it wasn't part of the village but I could see it from the village so I was like okay so that's obviously the place where I'm gonna go next so I go down I, I put a bed on top of it so I could like set my respawn point because I was like ah I had died earlier and I lost all my stuff and I was like aha uh. I got you this time I'm gonna put this bed here so if I die down here for whatever reason because i don't know what lurks in these fucking depths i will spawn back up here and i'll go back down and i'll get all my stuff i beat you minecraft i, I beat you so i go you down won. yeah i you won minecraft you put a bed on the ground <laughs> um, finally a good night's rest for me steve <laughs> oh am i pooped so I go down into this structure. It's kind of like a temple. It like feels like a temple. And and I go down into it and there's basically just this like sandstone floor with a diamond made out of out of like blue wool or like blue stone or something. So I'm chipping away mm. through it and when I chip through it, there's a shaft that leads down to a bunch of treasure chests. And I was like, oh my God, this is really cool. Like this, this feels like I'm getting towards whatever like the mystic stuff that they've added is. And I'm going to find this. I'm going to unlock this, like whatever amazing power. And I'm so excited. So I'm very carefully building some steps out of dirt, like down to the, to the bottom of this well. Cause I'm like, I'm not just going to jump down and like fuck up my whole life. I'm, I'm just going to build this thing down and then I can go and look through these chests and then bring them back up and, and just, you know, kind of check out my new wares. So I make my way down and I open up a chest and I'm looking at it and it's it's filled with like magical books and stuff and they're all like glowing purple i was like this is sick this is like exactly what i was hoping is the kind of stuff i would find in minecraft in 2019 um i'm so excited to find out what this stuff is and then i close the chest and it explodes <laughs> because oh, apparently no. you can now rig chests to explode in this game oh, another God. thing i didn't know and when when you die by explosion, you lose everything anyway. So I respawn immediately in the bed at the top of this temple, which is no longer there because the whole thing exploded. You know what I was thinking this whole time? I was trying to think of a fun book title, uh, like the book that was glowing purple. And for some reason, my first thought was a Minecraft version of salt, fat, acid, heat, but like wood, <laughs> stone, lava, wool or something <laughs> by Minecraft Steve, of course. Uh -huh. Anyway, just getting that out there. Yeah, thought. yeah it's good. Put it out into the world. Yeah, so like I, I respawned immediately, and instead of me being like, oh my god, I lost everything, this sucks, it was like, it's so cool that I just found another new thing. Yeah, and yeah. And that, that is what this game constantly feels like. And honestly, I was trying to figure out my point of comparison, like, what do I compare this game to? What what makes the most sense? And, and the game that I keep coming back to, weirdly, is Breath of the Wild. This game mm. feels to me exactly like Breath of the Wild feels. And wow. there's there's less of a, of a purpose that I have, right? I'm not going out and trying to beat all of the uh, divine beasts so I can go like level up or, or get powerful enough to go fight Ganon. But that's not really how I played Breath of the Wild anyway. The way I played Breath of the Wild was I went around to all the towers and unlocked the whole map and then just ran around looking at stuff 
and happening upon quests and like doing those quests but mo- mostly like my my time with that game was just seeing things i just wanted to see the yeah. world and that is exactly how i'm playing minecraft that that idea of i'm in this village and off in the distance i see this weird structure sticking up out of the sand like that is straight out of breath of the wild yeah and th- i think both worlds feel so alive too and there is that kind of crafting component like with the cooking and stuff in breath of the wild where mm-hmm. that's definitely a clear influence because like that's something that hasn't really been in any Zelda game before. The first game that kind of did that was Wind Waker with the spoils that you could use to like upgrade things, but they had a very like finite purpose. Yeah. There wasn't that kind of sense of like discovery and kind of organic problem solving that is in Minecraft and Breath of the Wild, especially with stuff like, oh, I need to conduct electricity. What if I just drop everything made of metal and it and it you know carries yes. over? I could, I could basically make a wire. Yeah. Never mind the stuff of Terrytown where you have to like gather wood and build stuff. So and, like build I can an definitely town, yeah yeah I can definitely see the comparison. For sure. Yeah. So like between that aspect of things, between them doubling down on exploration and me just like enjoying that side of any game and also the other end, which is like a thing I talk about constantly on this show and people who listen to this podcast are probably sick of me talking about it, but like I'm the games I gravitate towards are the ones that elicit a, a vibe better than anything else. And between like the world generating itself, not knowing what's around every corner, like feeling like at any moment I could probably die, but I'm also like trying to build my way up from nothing on top of the, the probably now like legendary soundtrack by C418, which is like not only maybe one of the best video game soundtracks of all time, but is like up there with some of the best ambient music ever made. Mm. That game elicits a vibe of like relaxation and tension better than most games I've played. I think like No Man's Sky kind of chased after that and like kind of gets close to achieving it in a lot of instances. Breath of the Wild obviously kind of achieves that. Yeah, for sure. But but Minecraft is such a is such a peaceful thing that I I feel like this is probably going to be my go-to. This is going to be like my game for a while, which is weird to say like hot off the heels of Sekiro and like before a bunch of other incredible stuff comes out that I'm excited to play more Minecraft in 2019. It's, it's good to have because like we both love Sekiro quite a bit. Yeah. Um, that's like... I mean, we'll talk about that again several times. I want to... That's a game that I'm setting out to beat and I'll probably stream a good amount of that. Yeah. That game's a lot. You got to be in a very active mood to play that. And for me, what I've been kind of going back to is FF7, kind of to have that like chill vibe. It's something that's not quite in structure, similar to Minecraft, but like just sort of the idea of having a go-to game that is a sense of relaxation and a sense of like familiarity yeah maybe not familiarity because you're experiencing this game for the first time in a while and there's always new stuff but i think that like it's important to have like a go-to game like that that doesn't feel so that that has tension in it but only to kind of give the i feel like the tension in both breath of the wild and in minecraft exists to have things feel like they have a better payoff like if there were no if there were no hazards and no risks in minecraft i don't think building a house would have the same like catharsis you know yeah totally you're like you're like oh i built this house and this is going to keep me safe this mm-hmm. is going to like make my life in this game better yeah same in breath of the wild like everything you do is going to make that experience better yeah but i, I bring up ff7 because like i haven't played anything new uh other than i've just been going between sekiro and ff7 which like is a joy to say out loud because like those are two <laughs> probably yeah. like my most recent favorite game and like a beloved game from the past there's not really a ton of stuff coming out until the summer so like 
have fun on Minecraft, man. Like that sounds great. <laughs> I, I may join you. I'm not sure, honestly. I, I I will keep you posted, but it sounds like a lot of fun. I feel like we we would definitely have fun playing together. I don't know if you have any. You don't. You can't stream for your Switch, can you? I have a way to. I haven't tried it, but I I do have the hardware I would need to do that. Gotcha. But we could also do it in PS4 instead. Like we, we can play multiplayer in PS4. Cool, but yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah, I, I, I have I'm also really happy you're enjoying it. Yeah, thank you. I'm I'm also happy to be playing it. It was kind of like a weird decision to just like get back into Minecraft, but it's weirdly a thing that I've been thinking about for a while. And and yeah, it's it's cool that it has kind of lived up to and achieved what I was hoping it would at this point. Yeah. That said, I was considering setting up a server for Aether fans or like for people who listen to this podcast. Like, if anyone is interested in doing that and playing on any platform that's not PS4, um, I can set up a server that. We we could all join oh wow that's awesome yeah which would be cool so if anyone has any I, then i gotta get it yeah i gotta get it yeah i gotta i'll, I'll just play as minecraft steve that'll, that'll be role playing there you go that'll be perfect i won't do that oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> I'll try to find a prep of the rapper skin for me. But I, I think that would be cool. Yeah, I'm I'm loving this game in a way that I really was not expecting. But here we are. Here we are. Yeah. Minecraft. Did you end up getting Rogue Legacy or is that still on the horizon? I did not. I did not get it. Mainly because an update for Enter the Gungeon came out. It's the last mm. free update that they're putting out. And that's a game. I have a friend who, like, that's the only game he plays, really, is Enter the Gungeon. Yeah. And he constantly talks about how great it is. And I've never really given it a fair shake. But I did buy it for Switch, and I just downloaded the update. So I have it. And I think that's probably going to be my next thing that i'm going to try out is like let me see because i'm i am so poised to love that game it is a roguelike where you play as uh, a guy or or whatever a, a thing with a gun shooting bullets who are also holding guns like anthropomorphized bullets <laughs> in like a cartoon roguelike it's like super dumb in a way that i love that's great yeah it sounds awesome roguelikes are also fun games to have like as your sole thing for a while like i there was a period where i only played ftl that was like my go-to game yeah. for like a year yeah and like that those games always feel fresh and i think there's an element of roguelikeness in minecraft because it's kind of procedurally generated in that way and yeah totally and it's always different and it's always a new experience yeah it's a hard thing to pull off. I think, you know, we talked about No Man's Sky quite a bit being an example of like kind of halfway getting there Yeah. in terms of things feeling exciting. Uh, I think Starbound had a similar issue. Like eventually it's like, okay, like some planets are green. Some planets have trees that have brains instead of leaves. Yeah. Some are green brain trees, you know, like. <laughs> and honestly, so. Minecraft is going to feel that way eventually too, right? Like I, I had a moment earlier where I was in the village and I was on top of a watchtower in the village and I got attacked by like a flying beast that was like just swooped down from the air and like knocked me off and I, I fell off the top of this watchtower. And eventually I'll know to look out for that. But in that moment, I went from very relaxed to like adrenaline pumping terrified in real life. <laughs> <laughs> but eventually I'll, I'll just like know to watch out for that so i, I imagine it'll probably wear off uh, a thing worth mentioning actually i don't think we've talked about it on the show but no man's sky is adding a psvr compatibility soon wow that is like full play the whole game in vr like you don't have to like change your save file or anything it's just like a free add-on to the game that is what I have always wanted in that game, and I'm absolutely yeah. going to do that over the summer. I love that every summer, No Man's Sky adds like a huge thing that gets me back into it for a couple weeks. <laughs> we got horses this time. <laughs> we added horses and redstone. Yeah, let me know who that is, because I, I think, if nothing else, that game seems like perfect material for VR. Yeah. Cool, man. You want to wrap up? Yeah, let's wrap up. This is really fun. 
As always, thanks to everyone for listening. If you like the show, uh, leaving a review on iTunes would be wonderful. Or to sharing with a friend if you think that they would enjoy it. We are super appreciative of the like ever-growing support for the show. Uh, I feel like every so often we just see more and more people kind of being outspoken at how much they like it, which is like I am notoriously bad at taking compliments, so I don't know like how to uh, return the the affection. But like that does mean quite a bit to both of us, and and we thank you for listening uh, sincerely. Yeah, yeah, I just double everything Steve said. Uh, um, Minecraft Steve. Also, my <laughs> that was Minecraft Steve. Yeah. Steven's like, whatever. <laughs> um, Minecraft Steve is great at taking compliments. He's, he's like, thank you for complimenting me. He's like, Minecraft thank you, Steve. I needed this so much. Thank you, I built that. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> uh, he, he like... <laughs> scary. That was awful. I wanted to bring up something that, that you are pioneering, so I don't have the right words for it but sure there's uh some discord related maybe that you had going on or oh yeah want to talk about that so now? yeah we talked about it uh briefly in the last episode the idea of maybe starting a discord for into the aether listeners and us yeah i was considering doing a facebook group or i don't know i was just considering a bunch of different things like even like building a website that had forums on it like thinking about potentially doing that but i think discord probably makes the most sense mm. that said we are also trying to figure out if we want a discord for no script at all which is another podcast i do about terrace house and considering they are technically on the same network i was thinking about making a discord for the network so that would be like a the worst garbage dot online discord that has channels for into the aether and channels for terrace house discussion and things like that um so if you're into that idea please let us know any way that you feel like doing that i think that'd be very cool and um would allow us to talk to you more which is great uh, and we can yeah, have more absolutely. of an open dialogue because I've really, really, really enjoyed streaming on Twitch and talking to everybody who uh, oh, is listening yeah. and everybody who's hopping in. It's 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 rad. And I That's would love awesome. to do that more than just when we're streaming. Yeah, absolutely. And I think with streaming, uh, what is it? Twitch.com slash Twitch.tv. Twitch.spcglobal.net. Twitch.org. Yeah. I If you want to see... if. <laughs> Slash I, I, yeah. <laughs> I've thrown shade on like older generations on like social media, but like me on Switch is just a whole other level of of being out of the loop uh, <laughs> somehow. But we've had a lot of fun there. Uh, thanks to everyone who's joined us there. We're probably gonna stream again. Actually, I keep forgetting this is coming out Wednesday, and I think we're gonna stream Monday. So potentially, I don't know. Yeah, we stream every so often. We'll we'll post on Twitter when we do. We don't really have a regular schedule, but. I'd like to do a bit more Sekiro because that was a lot of fun. We'll probably do Apex again. Right now, we're only really doing PS4, but in the future, we could probably change that up too. So Yes. Yes. The last thing that we have to mention is actually two things real quick. If you like the show, the best way to help it grow is to send it to other people that you think would like it. Everybody who's done that, thank you so much. And also, we have a Twitter account that's at IntoTheCast as well on, That's on right. Twitter uh, and you can follow us there for updates on the show and whenever we're streaming and also if Discord happens. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So there's a lot of stuff on the horizon. Games that I'm thinking about getting into soon. I still have to get more into my weird copy of Super Mario RPG that I bought at a used game store because like that game is super rare and I feel weird not having played it as much as I plan to. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it, we'll we'll let you know. <laughs> I yeah, don't know. We, right should, now. we should probably wrap up. <laughs> Okay. But yeah, uh, thanks for listening. We will see you next week. And yes. maybe during this week on Discord or, or Twitch or Zanga or LiveJournal or MySpace.com. Yes, all of the above. Uh, thank you for listening. Thanks to AJ Filari, our producer. And goodbye. 
Goodbye.